welcome to another podcast of Cultivate and Keep. This is Jeremy. And this is Corey. Well and, done, Jeremy. And I continue to try out my uh, <laughs> my new intros. <laughs> trying to make them more excitable. Yeah. I, I get it. I'm trying to spice it up a little Big bit. Big heart. <sighs> anyway, all right. Well, well, we are episode nine into Ooh, the two-week challenge, right? To be honest, I don't <clears> even know. <throat> I know it's episode 25. That's all I know. <laughs> I forget. Wait, this is supposed to... Okay, this is going to come out on December 9th. So yeah, the ninth one. The ninth okay. one, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we are in the midst of our two-week challenge. So if you have not heard what that is, you can go to cultivateandkeep.com slash challenge and uh, you can read more about it. But real quickly, we are doing, um, for two weeks, we're doing an episode and a podcast a day. and that's An episode and a blog post uh, a day. I always say that. Episode yeah. and a blog post per day. There you go. And the challenge on your end is you guys can go to cultivateandkeep.com slash challenge. And from there, you can share either the episode or the podcast that you are either reading or listening to. And by sharing that, you get entered into a, what should we call this? Like not a Into raffle, a system. Into a system. Into a system and a, it tracks how much you share and it creates a leaderboard. And the, leader the, the, the first, w. second, and the third best sharers um, get awarded prizes. There you go. So we're raffling, oh not raffling off, we're giving away um, a Kindle for the yep. top person who shares us yep. the most and also some limited run Cultivate and Keep merch. Hey. So we're excited. Uh, this also is a challenge for us because we, for two weeks, have to do or get to do um, a episode a day of each one. So Basically doubling yeah. what we've done before. So it's been fun. Two weeks. <clears throat> but it's also a good amount of work. Oh, yeah. So. It's a challenge. Yeah. But it pays well. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good one. Oh, man. Anyway, um, Corey, what are we talking about today? Mm, well, I had the idea of doing a couple episodes on sort of misinterpreted verses. And for some people, uh, this could mean... So I, it can mean different things to different people, but this is maybe sort of something that's better for people who are newer Christians or who aren't Christians at all and who hear these things that are kind of like often quoted verses and that are taken a little out of context. So today we're going to be talking about Philippians 4.13, which is everyone's favorite verse to tattoo or put on their shoe or, I don't know, get inscribed somewhere in some weird way. Uh, but we're going to talk about the, the true meaning of it and what it actually means for us. That was well put. Thanks. Again, we, we have to, we're not trying to step on toes, but the reality is that um, each Bible verse has to be taken in context and has to be given more context usually. And when you just extract a single verse and uh, use it for whatever circumstance you're in, it can often be taken out of context and be used the wrong way. So, uh, we wanted to give more context to this verse and explain really the true meaning. And I think it'll shed a lot more light and bring a lot more value to, um, to how people use it. Yeah. 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 So the verse, I mean, obviously you, you most likely know it, but it's, I can do all things <laughs> through Christ who gives me strengths, who gives me strength, <laughs> who gives me strength. There you go. Um, and I think the most common out of context for this verse, at least for me, I think of like growing up. So when I'm younger, mm -hmm. that meant I could dunk a basketball or bench press a bus or hit a game winner, whatever it was. Like it meant I could do these incredible like athletic, like, you know, stunts. Yeah. The impossible. <laughs> the impossible. Yeah. And now as I'm older, it's not really in that area, but this verse still for an adult is still misunderstood or just we, I think for me reading um, around this verse and so the full chapter or the, or the preceding yeah. chapters, there is, um, 
good context. We will get to that. But I think just with any verse, we'll get we'll also get to this as well. But with any verse in the Bible, just the one line itself, it's it's so easy to um, you know misuse it. <clears throat> right. So I think it's important with really any verse is kind of understanding the surrounding context and. Um, you know, don't just go misquoting stuff yeah. and with a misunderstanding. Well, it's it's an easily misquoted verse because of the way that it's phrased. Mm-hmm. And there's a few different translations that sort of all um, translate it the same way. You know, but it starts with, I can do all things, it, you know, dot, stop, dot, yeah, dot. Yeah, stop there. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, that in and of itself, kind of, if you didn't know the context or if you were just, again, plucking it out, it's it's almost, I mean, I don't blame you for taking it out of context. I don't blame you for sort of misunderstanding it because it says, I can do all things and then through him who strengthens me. But it makes it sort of an easy target for being misquoted. Um, but why don't we talk about sort of the context behind it and actually kind of where it means. So before we actually get into the surrounding verses, it's important to also understand where so Paul is the author and he was writing letters to the church of Philippi and what's actually happening is he's he's writing these letters while he's under house arrest and he's awaiting his trial and throughout Paul's life but I think especially in this time wasn't uh, he waiting in prison or was he under house arrest I think he was under house arrest like waiting for his but, trial to yeah but <clears throat> there are multiple times where he was either mm-hmm. under house arrest or he was in prison or he was running away or he was fleeing somewhere um so it's I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of Paul's letters were like written under kind of dire circumstances mm-hmm. um and the commentary they have says that it he may even possibly be put to death for preaching the resurrection of Jesus, just based on sort of what we know about that time and, and where he was. Um, but instead of sort of being defeated and thinking like, okay, well, I can't preach the gospel anymore, Paul instead uses this as an opportunity to teach the church of Philippi that really it's kind of where it comes from, but that he can endure any and every circumstance, the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows, um, because he has a strength that only comes from Christ. So, um, and, and this strength comes from Christ through the Holy Spirit, which was a very new thing um, that needed to be introduced and needed to be taught to Christians in that day. Um, so that's the, the sort of sur- like the background context to it. But I feel like, again, the, the translation doesn't make it easy, but maybe even a better expression of this or just even understanding is what Paul is trying to communicate is I have strength in all things or mm-hmm. I have the strength for all things, not I can do because then it's like, cool, you can do whatever you want. You mm-hmm. can be a superhero, basically. Mm-hmm. Like it gives you superpowers, which is not what he means. Yeah. Well, I think a broad way of looking at this verse is trying to put our hearts in a spot of not being discontent, like in our circumstances, whatever it might be. Um, if, if you read, like I said, if you read around verse 13, whether before or after, he, he kind of hints towards, you know, really recognizing that, um, all that he needs is in Christ, and no matter where he, and he, I think he uses the words like, no matter where I am, like I'm fulfilled. I have what I need. Um, so I think just first, like recognizing and th- thinking about, are are you being discontent? Are you discontented where you're at? And allowing <clears throat> your satisfaction to be in God, no matter what it is that you're going through. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And again, part of this is that it's really easy. I think a lot of people use this almost as like a pep talk. It's like this superstitious thing. Like we'll, you know, write it on things for good luck or we'll kind of recite it to ourselves. Like I can do all things. And, but really the focus is on 
ourselves instead of on God. Mm-hmm. And when you kind of reverse that, then it takes it takes the meaning completely out of it. As you were saying that, I was thinking when I was younger, because it was a pep talk, like so many things I didn't want to do or was afraid to do, like that's how I would do it. Like I could do all things, you know, whatever. And there's good in that, but like, you know, it's yeah. definitely, like you're saying, putting the, the is looking at yourself, not God. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so why don't we look at sort of the surrounding verses? Do you want me to read those? Uh, of course. Of course. Um, okay, so starting in, so we're reading, uh, we're talking about Philippians 4, 13. So if we reverse two verses back, starting in verse 11, he says, I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to, to abound in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And obviously there's different translations between ESV and NIV, but I get even this kind of gives a lot more context into where Paul's coming from. Mm-hmm. So in, in the beginning, even going back a little further in this verse six, he talks about, um, or verse five, he says, let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. And then he says, be anxious in nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Um, mm. But I like how he says, like, don't be anxious. The Lord is near. Mm. Uh, there's a verse, I think it's in Job. Um, I think we've talked about this before, but the verse, um, paraphrase basically says keep yourself in the love of god and i like i like thinking about that because thinking of of like being overwhelmed by something whether it's a relationship or a task or whatever it may be the thought of keeping yourself in the love of god think think about being under his realm of of love and protection going through you know those things that you're facing becomes that much easier when you're in the love of god Hmm. that those two in my mind kind of tie together you know being in the love of God and just recognizing the Lord is near and there's no need to be anxious. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think, so again, this, this makes it really clear that you can understand kind of the way that Paul is writing, but he, I think it's really interesting. He says, I know how to be brought low. I know mm-hmm. how to abound in any and every circumstance. I've learned the secret to facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. And really what he's talking about is, um, is it's kind of a matter of circumstance. So again, people kind of read this verse or remember this verse in a circumstance where it's hard and then they think I can do all things and it's kind of just like a pep talk but really what the focus should be on is in any and every circumstance God strengthens me and completes me and the supernatural God can use me through this circumstance Mm -hmm. and God is uh, bigger and he is higher than this circumstance Um, also more than just saying it he talks a lot about guarding your heart and practicing in this verse like practicing you know these things and so um, you know, more than just reciting it when we're in trouble or when yeah. we're scared, like we have to practice it and we have to guard our heart, which means we have to like, really in, a, in the depth of our heart, choose to believe this, this phrase and, and live by it, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. And I think it's also interesting. It says, I have learned in whatever situation to be content. And you wouldn't think maybe that like mm-hmm. not being content would sort of be like a weakness. Like he's kind of making like this, uh, like a compare and contrast from Christ who, who strengthens you and being content as being sort of the same thing. But I think that's really interesting because basically what he's saying is that being content is part of that strength that Christ gives you. Cause he's saying I am content. Therefore 
I can do all things mm-hmm. through him who, th- who strengthens me. But I don't know if I would really make that connection of like me being content is God strengthening me in whatever circumstance mm-hmm. that I'm doing. Like this is actually something that God has given me that I can use as a tool for whatever circumstance that I'm in. And, and with that, so not just um, occasionally or once in a while, but like he says, in in any and every circumstances, I have learned dot, mm-hmm. dot, dot. Yeah. So it, it's in every circumstance I have learned to be content. Um, so it, with, with this type of subject for me, I, I think of like going in like spurts or I think of like, okay, this day I was content, but you know, that night I wasn't, whatever. Yeah. So it's hard like to be consistent and in any and every circumstance I have learned to be content, you know? And he's also remember, like we said earlier, most of his life or most of what we have written from Paul was in a time of, uh, he talked about highs and lows, but most of them yeah. were his lows. Like most of them were prison low. Let's be or honest. shipwrecked or bitten by, yeah. you know, like crazy. Paul stuff. was kind of a, a humble guy, but really, you know, that his life was a wreck essentially. Um, which makes it really interesting because again, maybe the way that we use it is like, I can face something that's scary or I can do something great when the reality is that this verse has the most power when we're low or when we're discouraged or when we're sort of helpless in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. I think it also comes down to, um, like what really kind of bleeds through these words to me is, uh, just the, the theme of conviction. Um, like you mentioned earlier, he says, in any and every circumstance I have learned. And what Paul's talking about is that his conviction in the Lord and in the Lord's strength for him is so strong that it transcends any circumstance. So basically any and all circumstance is the same. It's not that he like has learned over time to sort of bear with being poor or like he's learned to tolerate the pain or it's, it's not even that like he's also like learned to enjoy the good times too, but it's really that they're all, he sees them all the same. Like he sees it as a graceful, good time, no matter where he is and what he's doing, no matter what kind of life threat is in front of him, he still sees it as this is good because it's that conviction that bleeds through so far of like his circumstance literally doesn't matter at all. Um, there was one commentary that I read, uh, it says that he's, he's learned that the fullness and prosperity of the spirit are more and greater than affliction and want. Mm. And, so like you're saying when that becomes a conviction towards not just something that we that we recite but it's in our hearts and minds that we believe it it i don't want to say game changer but i mean it really is it changes the way that we live and that we react to circumstances yeah no absolutely um you know so again if we kind of rephrase this like what what is the true the true meaning of this it's really that you know he could bear any trial he could perform any duty for the Lord. he could kind of uh control any like evil temptation that he have or he could subdue any like attack from the enemy like he he was immune to it in a lot of ways and so again think of this verse not as like a a triumph pep talk war cry of what can i Corey, do right like god has made me so strong i know i can go out and accomplish these great things but in a, as a cry for help and as mm-hmm. a cry for vulnerability to God of God, I need you to strengthen me. And it's almost like a declaration of your weakness mm-hmm. and you saying, God, on whatever circumstance, like I am not immune to these things, mm-hmm. but because I have you who strengthens me, I am immune to all these circumstances. And we probably can wrap up soon, but one thing that we haven't really talked about, I think before we recorded, we talked a little bit, but um, how this phrase he is using is, is really coming through the Holy Spirit living in him. And th- yeah. that's kind of what's backing what he says. 
Um, and I think that's important because, you know, I, I was convicted recently, like the difference between living our life day to day, just, you know, me by myself on my own strength with my own ideas versus like with the spirit, it's, mm. it's a night and day difference. Yeah. So when Paul's talking about, you know, I have this strength in all things, he's not necessarily saying him by himself or not even like what God is doing, but the Holy yeah. Spirit is doing because the Holy Spirit is in him. Yeah. And I think, um, because you can think of, you know, you having power and strength, like from God, you know, giving that to you or through you, or you can think of it as a Holy Spirit in you. Yeah. And it's, it's just different. Like I think of those two things being aligned, like you and the spirit being aligned and the Holy Spirit in your heart. There, there is your strength right there. Yeah. I, again, it's, it's, I think it's all about the way that you phrase it and the things that you emphasize. So you could, you could read like, you know, him who strengthens me or I have this strength as I have, you know, this strength, or you can see it as I have this strength that's divine and holy and good and that God gives to me. So it, again, I think it's small things like that, where if you turn around um, the interpretation of it a little bit and focus it on God and not yourself, and you read, you know, God can allow me to do all things through him who gives me strength instead of I can do all things. It's those small things that make all the difference in, in these kind of verses. I think turning it around, like you're saying, and how you phrase it. Um, also, I want to pair with that is um, kind of, I would say, the pattern of our lives. And so, if you know, if we are not living in a God-fearing way or a way that honors God, but then we're calling on him to strengthen us, it's kind of it contradicts mm. itself. So living like the pattern of your life, being consistent in really walking with the Spirit and um, walking in a way that honors the Lord. And yeah. then with that, calling on his strength, calling on the spirit to, you know, to walk with you and to abide with you. Yeah. 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 I love it. So that's Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I uh, hope that was encouraging to you guys. And I think, again, this is like another testament that maybe if you read something, like you don't fully, and like it's so good to just dig into it and mm-hmm. to really just like look at it, read it, absorb it, uh, allow the Lord to, you know, to give time to, to speak to you through it and to, and for yourself to listen to him too. But a lot of things aren't what they look like at first glance. You really have to dig into it. There's so much to explore in the word. Like this is just one verse. Well, it's funny that you say that because I, um, I was thinking of like the way that we word our topics for each podcast. And I think yeah. this is one people will look at and say, eh, like I know that one, right? Cause it's, yeah, it's one of the ones exactly. like it's just so common yeah. and that we know, I, like, I would probably do that honestly. Right. And so, but you have a good point of like, uh, kind of just dissecting and pulling apart and diving deeper into common verses because there's often deeper meaning yeah, there's, and more to it. Yeah. There's well, always, often, more. always. Yeah. 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 I love it. Cool. Well, we'll take us home, Corey. All right. So again, yeah. uh, we challenge you to go to cultivate and slash challenge. Help us spread the word. We're going to be back with more episodes and we'll see you in the next one. Bye. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> oh, I have to. You have to click it. There you go. It's usually me. But right now, Sorry, the guys. music is going off. Boom, 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 boom. That's not how it goes, but it's okay. Yeah.